All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, action-packed episode, to say the least. Lots and lots and lots to talk about and digest. Uh, I'm going to start off with a pretty cool little news headline that came up today. Rob Gronkowski reportedly signing with the WWE. Uh, For those of you that know me, know that I'm a New England Patriot fan. Obviously, if you leave and listen to this podcast. And then... Also a big WWE fan. Rob Gronkowski has been, despite what most people think of the Patriots, because the Patriots are very much a love them or hate them kind of team. Much like the New York Yankees and other, and other teams that have a lot of success. Love them or hate them. Rob Gronkowski, on the other hand, is f- primarily a fan favorite. I would think for the most part, most people tend to like Rob Gronkowski even if you hate the Patriots. He's a fun player. He's very unique. He's very imposing, large. Uh, most people that play fantasy football tend to seek Rob Gronkowski out. He's definitely he's definitely more of a fan favorite than than not. And the WWE, obviously, in an entertainment business, has signed somebody who is fairly entertaining on and off the field. And I think this is a huge hire for them. Uh, for those of you wrestling fans out there, you probably remember him making a small appearance at WrestleMania 33 just a few years ago. And he made a small splash in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And he helped his part he helped his friend in real life, wrestler Mojo Raleigh, uh, go on to win that battle royal. And I just think that Rob Gronkowski, is a, is a, he's a really good fit there. An entertaining guy, large, fits the part, looks the part. The storylines would be very interesting if he actually did get in the ring. But as an on-screen character, he's perfect. Uh, definitely something that we're going to follow forward because... Uh, that's a huge it's a huge get for the WWE. They're trying to legitimize themselves. They've been trying to do that for years. For those of you that don't watch current wrestling products, wrestling is more competitive in the ring at least. And I it's yes, it's staged. Wrestling is staged. They know the outcome, it's scripted, it's predetermined. But as far as the wrestling ability of of the superstars today versus in the 80s or 90s. Wrestling is just so hype now. There's there's so many different things and and all I'm saying is if you if you haven't given wrestling a shot, maybe you listened to you watched it in the 80s with Hulk Hogan or maybe you watched it in the 90s with Stone Cold and in The Rock and DX or maybe you watched it in the early 2000s with with John Cena and Triple H and all those other guys. If you aren't currently watching, give it a shot. Monday Night Raw Wednesday night NXT and or AEW and Friday night SmackDown on Fox. So if you even don't, if you even don't have cable, you can still watch Fox Friday nights eight o'clock SmackDown. Anyways, we're gonna move on. Uh, I got a really fun and ironic this day in sports. So this day in sports, eighteen ninety two, the first public basketball game was held. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, why that ironic? We're, we're going to get to that here in the uh, the first segment of the show. Might give me just a second here. Another one that's kind of cool. 
1986, the NFL adopts the instant replay for use. So another kind of cool one. Obviously, they still haven't perfected it. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, we we're still the craziest thing about instant replay is how a referee can look at a play, and I'm not even talking about the subjective ones like even pass interference, which is so subjective, but how they can look at something that in most people, most people's eyes is so apparent and either overturn or keep the call on the field opposing to what the majority of the people would assume. Catch is probably the big one, but obviously that's so subjective too for some stupid reason. But anyways, so back to our first public basketball game. We're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus. I'm not super educated on it, so I'm not going to sit here and preach and tell you things that I don't know. But here's what I do know. As of right now, it has been reported that March Madness stadiums will be empty to everybody except players and essential personnel and some family. That's huge. Um, March Madness is one of the biggest sporting events in the world. Every year it's looked forward to amongst many. And the games are still going to go on, so I'm not trying to discredit it. But March Madness is an environment in itself. And if you take away the sound of the crowd, all you're getting is sneakers. You're basically, you can't play any more of a neutral game than that. I don't give a crap where the game's played. I don't care if you're playing in someone's backyard or their home stadium. If it is empty, it is a neutral game no matter what. And it's the most, it's going to be a very interesting tournament, especially when you get to the Final Four where you see these stadiums filled majority of the teams that are actually playing in the games, where early on in rounds one and two, you have the rounds rounds of 64, round of 32, you have more games being played on that one court, so there's more of a vast fan base there. It's harder to get a to get even a small home court advantage on a neutral court there. But come the Final Four in the National Championship game, it typically gets down to those four teams or two teams, and you can really hear the crowd. And they're responding to things that are happening. They're engaged in the game. And just can you imagine a couple years ago when Louisville knocked off North Carolina at the buzzer to win the national championship game and there's not a peep from the crowd? I I don't know about you guys. That seems wild to me. But we're going to get our first taste of it uh, tomorrow night, 1030. If you're listening to this, this podcast on Thursday, it's going to be tonight. Uh, 1030, we're going to see the Brooklyn Nets take on the Golden State Warriors. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) I typically wouldn't stay up till 1030 to watch an NBA game these days, especially with no playoff implications. I'm going to find a way to stream this game, find this game, watch this game, at least the first quarter. I got to see what this is like. The the amount of shoe noises that you're going to hear. If if those of you that are big basketball fans, I... (laughs) I go in and out with the NBA. I'm a big fan, but at the same time, I go in and out with my hardcore watching. But usually in the summer, I will catch anywhere between two to five summer league games. Even if I don't watch the entire game, I'm still tuning in for a little bit of summer league ball. I think it's fun. But they basically play those games in practice courts, so they're empty. And all you can hear are the coaches actually physically yelling at these players and coaching these players hard on the sidelines and players talking and shoes squeaking, 
and the rims rocking and things like it, it's it's an interesting environment and that's what these games are going to feel like especially <laughs> come final four time or national championship time when these are 80,000 seat stadiums you might not even hear the shoes squeaking cuz it's going to be so the air, the arena is going to be so large the <laughs> this is probably going to be an echo it's just going to be quite, I don't know it's going to be crazy i'm going to be interested to see what uh what we have there uh, another game um, that is that is emptying their stadiums because of the coronavirus at this time, as of uh, 7.30 on Wednesday night when I'm recording this podcast, the Seattle Dragons and the LA Wildcats. This weekend they're going to play Sunday night in Seattle, XFL game, and that is going to be an empty stadium. Now, everyone's going to take their shots in the XFL. They're already empty stadiums, but... The XFL is still selling thousands and thousands of tickets. There's going to be nobody there. So, going to be another one that's kind of interesting. But, uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens here. I'm a, I'm a Michigan basketball guy, and I have been a firm believer for many years since the John Beeline days. That, and it, it, this, is, this is a fact at this point, but Michigan basketball has gotten pretty good come March. And they're very good on neutral courts. Over the last seven to eight years on neutral courts, Michigan's win percentage is, is out of this world. And come March, they're they're usually a team to contend with. And it's going to be very interesting as to who they match up against. And, you know, not only are you in neutral court, you don't play Michigan a lot. They're kind of tough to play against with their system that they've ran under John Beeline. Obviously, it's not the same system with Juwan Howard, but still the same player, still the veteran leadership on that team. They're, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for this tournament, especially now that there's going to be zero, any kind of home court advantage, even on a neutral court. Uh, we're going to shift to this. The XFL Week 5, uh, very, very busy week in the XFL this this week. Uh, my picks were atrocious. I went one and three and got humbled after last week going three and one. My only win was the Houston Roughnecks, who continue to dominate. Uh, they beat the Dragons, the Seattle Dragons, moved to five and zero. Oh. Uh, the New York Guardians come out and beat Dallas, moving to three and two. Probably the game of the weekend going in. I, I kind of predicted this this one. In the last podcast, the D.C. Defenders actually beat St. Louis. So a couple things to note here. St. Louis had been undefeated against everybody except Houston. They're, they're beating everybody. Definitely looked like the most complete team. Were able to run it successfully. And has basically been able to pass it pretty successfully as well. But... St. Louis just wasn't able to move the ball against D.C. And D.C. is honestly two completely different teams home and away right now. They're, they're undefeated at home. They're winless on the road. Completely two different teams. Offense changes. Every, everything's changing. Something to look out for. I think D.C. is still a pretty good team. St. Louis, I do still think, is better than them. Sometimes the better team doesn't always win. Hence, New England losing to the Giants in the Super Bowl. I'll argue with you guys on that all day. Best team doesn't always win any given Sunday. But uh, something to look out for is, is the D.C. defenders. Never know who and what they can beat. L.A. Wildcats beat my Vipers this weekend. 
probably the most intriguing game of the weekend with all the scoring that was going on in this one. This one was super high scoring. But Josh Johnson was incredible, threw four touchdowns, went on to uh, win the game against the Vipers. My power rankings for this week, we're going to put Houston, number one, 5-0. and They're a plus seven touchdown, touchdown score to touchdowns given up. Number one in tackles, number one in sacks, number two in interceptions, number one in pass yards. Houston is just dominant right now. And on both sides of the ball, the only thing they're not doing effectively, and it's not even that they're not that effective, they're just not even trying. They're not running the ball. They are, stri- they are an aerial team passing it on everybody's throat. But they're the, they're the most fun team to watch. They have the top two MVP candidates, P.J. Walker, Cam Phillips, Incredible watch. If you have not watched an XFL game and you're like, you know what, I really want to try and watch one this weekend, watch Houston. Houston's good, and they're worth your time. Team number two, St. Louis at 3-2. and They're a plus three. Touchdowns given up. Touchdowns allowed. Number two in rush yards. Number two in total offense. Still, in my opinion, the most complete team as far as what they can do on on both running and and passing the football. Definitely a team to watch out for. Even though they lost to DC, I still got them in two. Number three, I popped DC up to number three. They're undefeated at home. They're actually very good in their wins. They're they're moving the ball 308 yards on average in total offense in their wins. In their losses, they're down 100 yards. They're only averaging 198 yards in their losses. So, honestly, they're losing 33% of their offense on the road. Not a good look. I do think that's easily correctable. That's coaching. That's that's your team captain. There's a lot of things that can fix that. DC starts to win on the road. That team's going to be dangerous. Obviously, in both of their road losses, both of their road games, they were shut out. (laughs) So they haven't even scored a point. So. The offense hasn't been able to move on the road, but at home, they're very good. Beating St. St. Louis this weekend was a big win. They've beaten New York as well at home. My number four team, this could have went a lot of different ways, just like last week. Still really debatable. There's a lot of there's a couple three and two teams. There's a couple two and three teams. But I'm gonna put the LA Wildcats at four. At two and I know they're two and three. They've had some injuries at quarterback, but now Josh Johnson's played the last four games. They're a plus four which is second in the league. They're number two in in passing offense, number two in tackles, third in sacks, number one in picks, and they're also not it's really not even close. They're number one in kickoff return yardage. So their start their their field position is just better than everybody else's. So definitely a team that I think long term will be better than my team on the outside looking in. And that is the New York Guardians at three and two who this week came away with a win over Dallas Renegades. Dallas is injured at quarterback. Keep that in mind. I had them in my top four last week. They're out this week. Until they have Landry Jones at quarterback, I'm just not so sure that they're going to be able to recover and consistently battle teams on who the best team is. So I just, as of right now, I have removed them. But uh, if, if Landry Jones were to, were to play today, I think they would be favored in a game. I think they're very good passing the ball. They're one of the top teams in passing. But 
Let's go ahead with the week six predictions. Uh, your Saturday, March 14th, 2 p.m. game. You got Houston at New York. So you got the Roughnecks at the Guardians. I'm going to take Houston to win that one. It would not surprise me if they got their first loss this weekend, though, with New York. New York's played pretty good at home. And Houston's played good everywhere. But if New York brings a good crowd out, gets a little rowdy, plays some physical defense, you never know. I think uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm going to take Houston this weekend. Battle Hawks at the Vipers. So you got St. Louis at 3-2. and two. Going on the road, one and four Vipers, the Tampa Bay Vipers. You know, I Tampa Bay's been pretty good at home. Both their home games, they've battled very tough. I could see them winning this game, but I'm going to take St. Louis. They're just better right now. They're more complete. So Saturday, five o'clock, St. Louis beats the Vipers. Let's go to Sunday's games. Dallas sitting at two and three. They're gonna they're gonna visit the DC defenders at three and two. DC's undefeated at home. They should roll here. Dallas doesn't have their QB. I I think DC wins this one big. This is a this is a comeback game for them. They move to four and two, start feeling good about themselves, and then they can finally go into next week and probably win a road game. But that road game is at Houston, so uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're gonna have, they're gonna have to establish some confidence because if they lose this week at home. Maybe chalk them up for another loss next week. But on the road at Houston next week, that's going to be a huge game. But let's keep focusing on this one. And then the Sunday night football game, you have 7 o'clock, the LA Wildcats at the Seattle Dragons. Again, just to reiterate, that will be an empty stadium game. No home field advantage. Doesn't matter. Seattle's basically terrible. Worst offensive team in the league. LA rolls in this one. Big. Got them winning big. All right. With that said, fun little XFL segment there. Lots of news, empty stadiums, power rankings, predictions, uh, breakdown of week five. I'm enjoying this league. Hope you guys are too. Tweet me your questions. Facebook message me your questions. Whatever you got. I want to talk XFL. And if you guys aren't, if you guys aren't feeling the XFL, shoot me a message and be like, hey, Jeff, this XFL stuff is not working for me. What else you got? Tell me what you guys want to hear about. I've heard a couple recommendations. You know, right now, unfortunately, you have we only have a couple storylines. Next week, we start huge storylines. We got free agency, we have NCAA tournament, lots of stuff going on. I'm hoping to have a special guest on again next week. I hope you guys really enjoyed the special guest last week. My buddy Jeff Halbert, we go back a few years where we met working at Menards together. As soon as I met him, I seen he was a Patriots fan, started introducing myself, realized his name was Jeff as well, and we're like, both Jeffs, both Patriots fans, this this friendship's going to work out. We both love Taco Bell. <laughs> so we've been bros for a long time, and uh, I just thought it'd be fun to have him on, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun talking with him and breaking down Tom Brady and his uh, his landing spot. We, I know we've talked about it twice on the podcast, but it, 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 there's a lot of information there. It keeps changing. You know, we'll, we'll probably talk about it again next week if it becomes official. And I just want to let you guys know, if it does become official, we'll be dropping an emergency podcast, talking about it, breaking down the situation, my reactions. Uh, maybe I'll even have Jeff on again, see if he can uh, link up with me. But we got a new topic. We haven't talked too much of this, but we're going to go... Most, most of the listeners on this podcast fall into Big Ten country. 
and I thought it would be really cool if you guys, if I gave you guys my Big Ten tournament predictions. Um, so here we go. So game number one, number nine, Michigan. I have them beating number eight, Rutgers. They've played once this year. Michigan beat them on the road and also at home, but their home game was in Madison Square Garden. So beat them both times. Uh, you got number five, Iowa. I have them playing the number 12, Minnesota, who that would mean they would beat Northwestern. And if I can cheat here, let me see. They're actually winning this game by 20, so they should win. But they were my prediction anyway. So number 12, Mini, is actually going to lose to Iowa here. I have number 7, Ohio State, beating number 10, Purdue. And then I have Indiana winning their play-in game. And then I have them also beating Penn State. So I have them winning their playoff game on Wednesday night and then on Thursday beating Penn State. Moving into the next round, uh, Michigan, number nine, is going to play number one, Wisconsin. So Michigan only played Wisconsin once this year on the road. They went three of ten from deep, could not hit a three-pointer. Nothing was going their way. I have them upsetting Wisconsin. Michigan is very good in March. It's not going to be a road game for them. It's going to be neutral, obviously. I got Michigan winning this game. Number four, Illinois. I have them beating Iowa. Number two, Michigan State against number seven, Ohio State. If this game could just not be played and both teams decide they're just bored and want to go home, I'd be okay with it. But if they do decide to play, Cash Winston will be too much. Michigan State wins this one. Number three, Maryland. I have them finally beating Indiana. I think Indiana has a good run. They're very good at home. So on, on these neutral courts, they should be at least all right. But I think Maryland will just be too much. Outside shooting is going to be too much. Maryland's a good squad. Okay, Michigan, number nine is I have them playing Illinois in the semifinals. So they lost both meetings to Illinois this year. And in those two games, they shot a combined 7 of 35 from deep. That will not happen again. Michigan beats Illinois in the tournament. My next game, number two, Michigan State against number three, Maryland. Definitely could go either way. I'm going coaching. I'm going best player. Cassius Winston, Michigan State, they beat Maryland. Big Ten title game, back-to-back years, Michigan-Michigan State. This year they split the season series. This is a rematch of last year. This one could really go either way. I would not be shocked either way. Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm picking Michigan here. If I had to, if I had to pick a reason why, I just think that Michigan's a little deeper right now than, than Michigan State is. Michigan State's two best players are probably better than, than Michigan's, but Michigan is just deeper. Michigan can go about seven people. I think Michigan State's only good for about six um, and really maybe even four top guys. Right? I think Michigan's got five guys that can beat you. If John Teske plays well, everybody's in trouble. Everybody, the whole Big Ten and the NCAA tournament. John Teske, the center, the senior center, definitely somebody that uh, holds, holds Michigan back if he plays bad. But on the other hand, if he plays good, can definitely propel Michigan to be, to be a serious contender. So with that being said, a couple things I want to discuss moving forward for this this coming month. Hopefully, like I just talked to you guys about, hopefully I have a guest on next week. I want to talk NBA, NBA playoffs coming up. I want to have a guest on for that. I want to talk NFL playoffs or NFL, sorry, NFL free agency. I want to talk NCAA tournament. 
I want to talk impact of the coronavirus. Lots of stuff going on, lots to unpack. I want to talk Brady's landing spots. I want to talk other NFL draft needs, teams needs. There's lots to do, lots to discuss. We will also, I know for those of you wrestling fans out there, I did miss the Elimination Chamber preview episode. Super tied up with life right now. It's hard enough getting out a podcast every week and getting it planned out and, and recorded. But I uh, unfortunately I missed out on the pre the preview show. I will do, 100% will do a WrestleMania preview show as long as it's not canceled. For those of you that are, are not wrestling fans, WrestleMania is in Tampa Bay. There was a confirmed case down in Tampa Bay. WWE is meeting with Tampa Bay health people and all that other jazz, and they're trying to figure out if, if WrestleMania needs to be canceled slash postponed. WrestleMania is legitimately, it's as big as the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA. It is the pinnacle of wrestling. There's a projected over 70,000 people that are going to attend, and that, that would just be crucial. I mean, WWE's got some really big storylines right now. For those of you that did follow wrestling, they have Goldberg returned right now, and he's holding the title. Roman Reigns is going to challenge him. They still have Brock Lesnar. Uh, potentially rumored to have Tyson Fury, but I haven't really seen too much of that, so I'm kind of disclosing that as as simply rumor at this point and not actually going to happen. So things to keep an eye on. Let me know what you guys want to hear. I would love to have some more questions coming at me. Thank you guys so much for your support. Hope you guys have been digging the episodes. This is kind of a short one. Like I told you, just got a lot going on in my life right now. My daughter's doing uh, the high school musical, and she's a little fish in a little mermaid play, and lots going on. So uh, pretty soon, have some more guests on, make these podcasts a little longer, but hopefully I give you a quick little drive to work and my little insight on the, on the sports news that's going on in the world. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a good one.